BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. We can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man needs a doctor. Yeah, I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. We're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. So yeah, Game of Thrones episode two, episode three have already come out, and I think by the time this episode comes out, episode four will have come out. So no bitching. Spoilers. It's been over a week. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to catch up. We're behind. Some crazy. You need to get up on your shit. Shit going on this season. Fucking uh, gross scabs being pulled off of dudes. Oh, dude, yeah, that's... Do not eat. Fucking Sam coming through, man. The maester. Fucking Jorah Mormon's fucking treatment of the stone people disease. The maester with the mostest. Yeah, getting in shit for it, too. Yep, in the the third episode there. He got... I love how the one uh, head maester was like, oh, you didn't think you were gonna, like, not get a punishment, right? (laughs) He has to, like, rewrite all the scrolls. Yeah, fucking rewrite all the brittle ass skull, uh, scrolls. <laughs> and now that dude that had the stone uh, disease, he's probably he's headed off to find Khaleesi because that was the mission she gave him. I keep forgetting his yeah. name. The blonde guy, blonde J- thing. Jorah Mormon. Okay, there you go, Mormon or Jr. Whatever. <laughs> I can't yeah. get these pronunciations of the Game of Thrones characters right. Yeah, I always fuck it up too, man. It's always ridiculous. And we got the crazy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fucking, uh, we got the crazy pirate antics of Euron Greyjoy. Oh my god, dude! Straight sinking the fleet. Pirate fight. And fucking taking his sister. Did, fucking Yara. Did you see the part where the drawbridge fucking came down on a dude? Yeah, dude. Like a jaw-like structure. It was yep. crazy. With the hooks, the such a badass in. like intro. Now, now <laughs> he looks a lot like Ewan McGregor to me. Wait, what? Ewan McGregor, the uh, guy from Train Spotting oh, and Big Fish. Yeah, he kind of does actually. It looks like a little like chunkier. Yeah, like, yeah, like different, a little bit different body shape, but very similar in terms of like face structure and stuff. I thought you said Connor McGregor. And no, I was like, wait, what? No, that's no. later in the show. But yeah, there's, there's <laughs> I know he, crazy. There is an evolution of him. He he did not look this badass before, <laughs> right? This was where you actually got to see him kind of go nuts and like back up all the shit that he was talking in terms of Hell like yeah. battle. Fucking one of my favorite moments was uh, Arya's meeting with uh, her wolf, Nymeria. Was that end of episode one or in episode two or something? That was um, episode two. Okay, but uh, I thought that was badass. So her wolf's still out there. Tearing shit up. Yep. Got her own pack now. Yep. The uh and the meeting of ice and fire between Jon Snow and Daenerys. Hell yeah, that's yeah, that's the center point of the whole season, I feel like, is the forge of their fucking companionship or whatever. God knows where this is gonna go. And like they're related, supposedly, but I got a real will they won't they vibe going. 
Yeah, yeah, them. it's really... Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Maybe it's more of a boss coworker thing. I don't know, man. There's a lot of tension there. What kind of tension? More of like a, to be? a Michael and Dwight, less of a Jim and Pam. Like we said, no bitching. If you uh, don't like us covering it, we're done. We're done. We're moving on. That's it. Moving on. A little just taste a little of bit. it. Welcome to American Slacker. And as always, I'm Matthew. And I'm Jesse. Here to game your thrones right. If you know what I'm saying, because I'm not too much drama though. We keep the drama to the limit, you know. It's more like just acceptable. It's more like a musical chairs version, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we always like tell you recommend the show to a friend and check out our Facebook and Instagram. We're always putting cool shit up on there. We got our funny clips going every Wednesday onto our Facebook page, and we're always putting up good, cool graphics and just. All kinds of stuff. We got stickers, and we, we've been posting about that on our Instagram, so you don't want to miss out. Hell yeah, and if you see us in person, we got a little uh, business card to hand you, just so you see it. We're on the move, getting our name out there. Oh yeah. And as always, we'd uh, appreciate if you'd stop by the Patreon and uh, contribute to the show. There's always gifts going on, we do shoutouts, give you certain titles. You can always play Xbox with us the fourth Saturday of every month. And overall, you just help us craft the show and dedicate more time to actually making a better product for you. We do have one shout-out to give, and that's going out to the Crime Roulette podcast, Kyle, Noel, and Bradford. We want to say thank you to you guys for supporting the show, and I think we're talking to those guys pretty soon again. So uh, what do we got coming up in the show? We're going to be starting this out with some news, and then we're going to step into the green corner. We're going to finish it up with the Wheel of Weird. Because, uh, it's always fun to see where the wheel lands. Definitely. It's one of our newer segments, but we've been enjoying it. And oh, yeah. starting out a lot with... of fun learning about these people or places or things. And starting out with the news, we always like to talk about a little bit of weed news. This time around, we're talking about Senator Cory Booker, who has just introduced a new bill that could legalize marijuana nationwide. And in this Vox article, which we'll post up on our Facebook on Monday, they state that a new bill in the Senate would not just end the federal prohibition on marijuana, but encourage states to legalize pot as well. Cory Booker will be introducing a bill to the Senate, which would take marijuana off the federal drug scheduling system, and it would incentivize states that enforce laws against marijuana to not do that essentially and they get federal funding for switching yeah see that it's about time this is actually taking place like at least the scheduling i mean fucking meth is less like deadly or effective to you like than fucking marijuana according Fuck. to the, yeah according to the drug scheduling in terms of how they rank it of uh what's medically like used you know because they use like yeah like they use cocaine, the things that, the active ingredients of like cocaine and meth in certain drugs in the medical fields, but marijuana is still currently Schedule 1, which is like the highest scheduling. The worst of the worst. And it affects a lot of stuff like banking and businesses having tax de- deductions and stuff. There's a lot of these weird sort of situations that arise from it being federally illegal, but having states legalize it. Now, if... Yeah, yeah. If it was passed that federally it would be legalized states would still have the option you know to not legalize if they don't want to but they wouldn't receive these federal funds 
that would be able to be put towards like different programs that uh, the senator has proposed. Yeah, but most importantly, all these like dispensaries and, and medical facilities wouldn't get busted down. You yeah, know, from absolutely. the DEA and shit. That's one of the biggest things. Yeah. And they could actually deposit their money into the banks, which is an, quite an issue. And on a personal level for, like, uh, individual citizens, it says the legislation would also be retro- retroactive, so it would automatically expunge federal marijuana use and possession crimes from people's records that are currently serving time or... Uh, oh, good. Or reduce their sentencing or resentence them, you know? Okay, nice. So there's a lot of good stuff that could come out of it. It's not the first time a bill like this has been proposed back in 2015. Bernie Sanders also proposed a similar type of bill. But this one goes a lot further than the one that he pushed for. Yeah, I hope to see this get moved, man. I mean, it's about time that we really really reevaluate a few things. Oh, for sure. Definitely. And we're going to put this up on uh, our Facebook on Monday, like I said, this Vox article. So you can check it out if you're interested at all in what's going on there. Now, we're getting into the really weird shit. We're heading over to Tennessee. That's what I was going to say. Like, lay some good shit on me, man. <laughs> I'm looking for a laugh. I want to hear something good. Tennessee bride arrested for pulling gun out of wedding dress and pointing it at new husband's head. How's that? Ooh. That do what did he do? I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting a feeling from where you... The geographical location... That he was just trying with her sister. He tried to run mid ceremony. She's like pulls the Glock out from under the dress. Like get back here! No, man. No, the uh, this happened after the ceremony. They were at a Clarion, (laughs) a Clarion Hotel, I believe. And not familiar with the branch. It's a or I'm sorry, it's a motel, hotel, motel, holiday. (laughs) Oh, motel. They were pulling gats from within. We we have. Police saying that Kate Pritchard and James Burton exchanged vows, vows, then got into a heated argument, which escalated to Pritchard reaching under her wedding dress and brandishing a 9mm pistol. Jesus Christ. She's packing a, a pretty decent-sized gat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you gotta just remember which leg you got it on, because you might pull the garter off instead. The leg? I mean, it's questionable where that thing came from. <laughs> She's got the holster. A little, little thigh holster. <laughs> one police witness uh, or one witness told police that during the argument she pulled the gun from her wedding dress and aimed it at her husband she, and they said that they pulled that she pulled the trigger but the gun didn't fire because it wasn't loaded she then loaded the weapon and fired sh- oh. a shot into the air then tried to get rid of the well, weapon well she had to let him know she wasn't fucking playing around <laughs> she's like I would have shot you and now I can't shoot you ah, it does work so she then tried to get rid of the weapon by tossing it in the bathroom at the motel. That, obviously, <laughs> it doesn't just make a gun go away. They're still going to find it's it. It's not flushing. It's not flushing. Police informed them that the honeymoon was over. Oh. And she was arrested and was released after posting her $15,000 bond. Man. The happy couple. Imagine their, their honeymoon was going to be in, like, Nashville. Somewhere pretty close. If they'll let them, they might be banned from all Clarion hotels at this point. Oh, no, I meant, like, before they got in trouble with the law. <laughs> they had some wonderful destination, like <laughs> Nashville. I guess the honeymoon continues. 
We're headed up to Minnesota. I'm not sure if that's Ooh. a good honeymoon spot. but Friendly. It's a friendly place from what I've heard. Not if you're playing Magic the Gathering. Cause well, I mean... A Minnesota man was stabbed seven times over a Magic the Gathering card game argument. Oh, Jesus. Seven times? He really, really did something fucked up. He He's playing those counter spells and, you know, just like... The guy wasn't playing that shit. <laughs> so police in St. Cloud, Minnesota say a 31-year-old man is facing... We'll get back to that. Is facing charges after he assaulted a 20-year-old man and stabbed him seven times in an argument over Magic the Gathering card game just after midnight on Friday. So this 31-year-old is playing Magic the Gathering with a bunch of 20-year-olds. And he gets pissed I've off say. that he stabbed him. They were probably razzing the shit out of him all the time. He was oh, the, yeah. the group's punching bag. And they had all the right yeah. because he was the oldest Wait, one. There. What was the victim's age? Do we have an age on the victim? 20. 20? Fuck, man. Okay, that's what I was worried about. Yeah, he's he's the older of the group. <laughs> the and they show no respect for the elders yep. in that group. Yep, just roasting him, sending all of his creatures to the graveyard. <laughs> God damn it, man. It's like... I'm gonna say, like, I I've, I had Magic the Gathering cards. I actually still have them. I don't know where they are, but I have, like, a binder full of them. Yep. I never learned to play the game. Oh, I played the game. I feel like I'm a poser. I, I, I bought the cards because I thought the artwork was great. It's way more complicated nowadays. It was much more simplified. They've added a lot of rules and regulations and shit over the course of the years, which is why I stopped playing. It was a lot more simple back when I was in high school. But, yeah, I stopped playing a while ago. Yeah, yeah. See, I never learned, man. <laughs> so, the way this went down... Maybe I saved my life. An argue, yeah, right? <laughs> Fucking just gonna bring your life down to zero. Bam! That's for all the nerds out there. Um, oh. <laughs> fucking, they were playing at Magic when an argument broke out and then escalated. He reportedly hit the 20-year-old in the face with a rubber mallet and then stabbed him seven times. The victim had stab wounds around oh my his neck God. and also his cheek. He was taken to a nearby hospital Jesus and Christ. described as substantial injuries but not life-threatening. The rubber mallet was clearly just not enough. He was more mad that it didn't do enough damage. Yeah, seriously, it's, uh, take away his cards. He's not allowed to be around children. <laughs> Keep all the sharp objects away from him as well at that rate. Yeah, man. You can't have people freaking out like that. That's, uh, it's one way to freak out. We're headed over to Las Vegas where we have another bit of a freak out when a naked passenger delays a flight. Um, I never want to come across a naked ass person when I'm trying to fly somewhere. It's uncomfortable enough. Yeah, I was going to say you're flying soon at the end of the month. And uh, what would you do if there was a naked person wandering the aisles? I would say handle that shit to like any worker around. Do you think a little like a flight attendant's going to be able to take care of that shit? I might have to get off. That's some bad voodoo for the plane. Man, woman, child, I'm not touching it. No, I don't care what it is. I don't care age. I guess the real question is, is there like a difference between someone who gets on naked versus someone who just gets naked while on the plane? No, I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see anything out of the ordinary. I don't give a fuck. The plane's not a nudist colony. You're not cool here. (laughs) Go back home, man. 
This was on Spirit Airlines. Maybe that's it. They just, uh, they didn't pay extra to get their clothes back. Because I know Spirit's pretty fucking shitty about that kind of stuff. Who would have thought somebody would ever have too much Spirit for Spirit Airlines? Oh yeah, they got Spirit. Yes, they do. So, officials say a Spirit Airlines flight leaving Vegas was briefly delayed after a passenger removed all their clothes while boarding and approached a flight attendant. They're like, hey, can I get one of those little vodka bottles? Uh-huh. Like, you're already too drunk. <laughs> the incident occurred when the plane was bound for Oakland, California. And the McCarran International Airport police say me- uh, medical responders took the passenger for observation. So clearly, like, this might have been, like, someone off their meds or, like, they weren't quite, weren't quite all there when they get started stripping down, like, Magic Mike in the middle of the cockpit. hey Ah. Don't fucking Magic Mike in the cockpit. Don't fuck with that. So, yeah, they didn't, no names were released or anything, which leads me also to believe that it was probably a medical incident of some sort. Hopefully that person uh, gets their shit straight and stops disrobing in the middle of the aisle. Because the fucking seatbelt light is on, motherfucker. You take turbulence seriously around here. Yeah, man. Just imagine hitting some turbulence and bumping somebody's junk right up in your shit. Right uh, on your face. That's why you need to wear your seatbelt. Even if the seatbelt light is not on, keep your seatbelt on. Yeah, man. I don't want your egg rolling dumplings all up on my chin. <laughs> Sorry, we're going, we're going streaking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody! Come on, Snoop! Now, the only thing worse than naked people on a plane is snakes on a plane, am I right? Fuck that. I believe uh, we've uh, had a movie warning about this. <laughs> and if you are worried about snakes on a plane, you either better have Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson or this 72-year-old woman named Miss Newbie from Oklahoma because she's gone and killed herself well almost a dozen rattles or copperhead or are, are copperheads rattlesnakes no they're not rattlesnakes they're actually in New York as well but like they're very they're like they're fairly rare and they're poisonous like, they're just right? a poisonous type of like snake yeah yeah so this lady Miss Newbie 72 year old woman in Oklahoma kills 11 copperheads with a shotgun shovel and a rake oh my god now, you did run this story by me before, and I just, I can already envision the battle scene of this. Because like I, like I was telling you, I think she stumbled across a snake pit of like, these copperheads were all meeting the mate. Because the picture seems like they're all like adolescent to like full grown. They're pretty decent sized snakes, right? Oh yeah, these ones, like I'd say they're each probably about three feet, maybe four for the longest. Like, they're pretty, they're adult snakes. Now... The weapons of destruction. Shotgun. A shotgun. Shovel, a rake. And a rake. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, she she had an old school shotgun double barrel. She came out with birdshot or buckshot and blasted the snake pit. Like, which is just a snake ball. Like, they're all entangled in like a tight ball almost. So she probably fucked up every single one of them. Just fucking two shots, that's it. And then she saw the rake was closed. She grabbed the rake, started beating the shit out of these snakes with the rake, but it broke. Well, and first off, she... we're ima- I have to imagine that a couple of times on those wax, like, snakes came up on the teeth of the rake. Bouncing snakes entangled Just, like, ha- half, like, impaled on the rake as she's, like, still, like, fucking hitting the other ones with it. Just fucking flinging snake confetti. <laughs> Just, like, fucking parts going everywhere. <sighs> fucking, and then... She got the weapon of mass destruction, got the shovel. 
Unlimited ammo. Squish. Just started swinging Squish. away like Meryl. Squish. Ugh. <laughs> oh. She didn't give a fuck. Like, I'm, I know most people would, like, see a snake and they'd, like, jump, like, three feet, four feet back and, like, not want to go within a certain radius of it. This lady's going within a shovel's smack reach of this venomous snake. Yeah, see, that's no good, man. Venomous snakes, I don't fuck with. 72 years old. She's got more balls than some of the people I know. More balls than me. You see a fucking snake pit of venomous snakes, I'm fucking calling the snake warden. <laughs> Getting them out of there. We got another badass uh, older lady in our next story. A 79-year-old woman who was caught going 149 in a Porsche boxer. Or boxster. Ooh, and she did that's it. That's nice. Because she says she just wanted to clear her head. Hell yeah, sometimes you just gotta rip it into fucking fifth and then hit sixth and you're free. <laughs> this, uh, this happened in the city of Namur, Belgium. So I don't know what the speed limits are like over there, but a Porsche boxer can go... It Kilometers. Has, it has like 330 horsepower and can go 0 to 60 in 4.7 seconds and reaches a top speed of 173 for uh, miles per hour. So depending upon what year she had, you know, but yeah, they're pretty fucking quick little tight ride, man. They're yeah. nice. <laughs> it's it's a neat looking car too. It's it, what I say. She has the convertible. Is let this lady be. Let Give her, her a warning. She's got limited time left. She's old. She's obviously still handling a, a fucking high-grade sports car with no problem. I'm sure she got that in the divorce or something. Maybe she bought it herself and it's just like she enjoys her cars. Yeah, man, I was going to say, you don't know her. Yeah. You don't know what her backstory Throwing is. Throwing out all the, all the possibilities. She'd be self-made. Now, the thing that I think is ridiculous is the... Um the penalty that they enforced on her for this when she got pulled over. She got... Would they hit her with a, f- a steep fine? Ooh. She got 4,000 euro fine and was banned Jeez. from driving for three months. Fuck, man. Taking away her precious time. Yeah, time on the road. Time to enjoy that nice car she's ripping around in. Jesus. 4,000 euros is around $4,700 American. Yeah, so that's uh, that's a decent chunk of change. That's like probably one of the higher speeding tickets I've ever heard. But I mean, she was going Did almost 150. Like, it's like fuck. Do you take installments? What the fuck? They're just lucky she pulled over at all. Yeah, she should have just kept going. Cause what are they chasing her with over there? They don't have no Crown Vic V8 interceptor packages. They got a Dodge Chargers getting pulled over by a bike. <laughs> And pulled over by a bicycle that yelled at you with a fucking horn. <laughs> Gotta be careful if you're going that fast. Things crossing the road, you might uh, have a few pedestrians, maybe even a chicken. As Ooh, we have, you don't want to get the chicken. The chicken's got to cross the road. There's always a purpose why the chicken has to cross the road. We always know the old adage: Why did the chicken cross the road? Did you know the original one? Uh, why the chicken cross the road to get to the other side is uh, a death joke. Really? What is the death in the joke? The one because it's getting hit by a car and it's going to the other side. Ah, oh. <laughs> fucking chicken. Fucking well, chicken. In man. our funny clip, this chicken holds a different fate. He's crossing the road okay. for an entirely different reason. Yeah, he uh, he's got a need. <laughs> a need for something. And if you want to see what it is this chicken's crossing the road for. Uh, head to our Facebook page, and we're going to have it posted up on Wednesday so that you can see 
where this fucking chicken's headed. It ain't to the other side. He's getting to his destination. Hell yeah. He's definitely getting to his destination. He needs to. And then I'd say the next stop he's going to is probably like White Castle. Right? Because he's going to... I was going to say he's probably going to be a baked chicken. If uh, not, not fried. Yeah, he could... No, not fried. Baked. It'd be smart. I mean, he could get to that level. He could. If he doesn't pace his shit. He yeah, could get fried real quick. Be easy there, chicken. So head over to the Facebook be page to see too. what's up with this fucking chicken we're talking about for a funny clip of the week. It's a dope-ass chicken. I love that chicken. Chicken's got me amped up. Amped up enough to step into the fucking green corner. Now we're going to start this green corner a little bit like we modeled the Bizarre News. We're going to start this off with our uh, weed news for the UFC. Nice. And uh, what we've got is an update on Anthony Rumble Johnson, who kind of retired out of nowhere a few months back now. And uh, as we promised in that episode that we talked about it, we would uh, cover where he's ended up, what career path he chose to leave the UFC for. We figured, you know, it was something like athletic altogether. Right, you know? right. Why not? He's a, he's a hell of a, a lot of it, specimen, you could say. A lot of it would <laughs> carry over, you would think. Yeah, he's a monster. He's muscular as could be, quick as could be. Figured he'd do something. But, as it turns out, he's actually gotten into the medical marijuana industry. Ah. And now, he, what he did is he... Hell yeah. He took his earnings and he uh, decided to invest in a medical facility up in Canada. That way he doesn't have to worry about the federal laws like we were talking earlier. Oh, wow. You know, think of anything getting fucked with. He's going to start it out up there and then he's going to expand it to the U.S. once more states become legal, including the state he's from, Florida. And the company he's uh, involved with is called FarmMed. And uh, they're, they're pretty wide renowned uh, medical facility up there for marijuana. Okay. There's a couple uh, different facilities you can actually go to currently. Okay, so it's so like it's a well-established company. He's just kind of getting involved in terms of investing. Yeah, he probably bought you know a good percentage of it and now he's on the, the board or whatever. Okay, cool. I'd imagine it's a hands-off. That's a smart Still idea. Still says he's keeping up on his athletic. You know, he's uh, working out constantly and doing a lot of cardio. And then overseeing the business. So he can smoke more, bud. Haha, <laughs> hell yeah, he doesn't have to worry about uh, getting tested anymore. Right? That's a, I mean, that's a hell of a game plan. You know, you go in, you you hold a, de- he had a decent record in terms of fights. Hell yeah, like 26 and 7, I believe. So you go from that, having a decent, like, name coming out, retiring pretty much on top, and then starting your next well, business. Well, he not- lost his last few fights, but. Well, I mean, with the record. Being what it is, I would say that's pretty, pretty high. Yeah, he was uh, he was a fan favorite, um, which is you know a thing you don't really see when somebody's like got the, potential to get a fan drive because that's how you make the money. And I was gonna say that'll carry over PR wise into the next business, and he can if he's comfortable putting his face on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty I cool. Check out some Rumble Johnson, fucking Kush. Fucking Rumble OG. Rumble OG, man. It heard it's the new shit on the streets. And moving along, we're just coming off of UFC 214. It happened on July 29th last month, and it occurred in Anaheim, California, where we're gonna be this month. Yep. Podcast movement. Oh yeah. And uh, I gotta say, it was one of the most stacked cards I've seen in a while. I was pretty excited for it, mainly for the head event. 
John Jones versus DC. Everybody wanted to see that. We'll get into that down the road. First off, my dude, Vulcan Oizdemir, just smushed Jimmy Manua. He, <laughs> smushed. I, first time I've seen a dude... Okay, so Vulcan was against the cage, back against the cage, being pushed up against it by Manua. And then he just does some kind of fucking Hadouken push and throws the guy across the cage and then decides to hammer fist him on the ground and just gets the KO. Damn. It was amazing. It was beautiful. I just, I gotta say. Guy's a monster. And, uh, definitely one of my new faves, I gotta say. <laughs> He's, uh, 16 and 1 right now. Or, uh, 15 and 1, sorry. Oh, wow. He's, he's definitely on a streak. That's a, that's a good record. So. Yeah, be on the lookout for this motherfucker, man. He's he's the next uh, upcomer, light heavyweight division. Um, we had Robbie Lawler versus Cowboy Cerrone. That was a fucking awesome match. I was uh, definitely digging. It was pretty even, and uh, it came down to decision in the end of the third round. It was pretty fucking close. But Robbie Lawler escaped with a 29-28 all across the board unanimous decision. Fucking, I was uh, surprised to see that. I thought that was going to be a brawl, but it was, you know, everybody played defensively in that. Making with sure. The distance. Not to lower the guard, you know. You know, a lot of people get pissed with that. They don't want to see, like, an even match. They want to see guys just go out there and leave themselves open and fucking just wail away, you know. <laughs> this is like a boring match. It's I like, I catch say, myself saying that. Would, would you rather, like, have a match that's, like, good technique and goes, like, for all the rounds, or... A match that ends like within the first round, you know. With like yeah, a, I feel like, like it's almost like a lazy viewership. It's like you don't want to take the time to appreciate the art form here. Like you know, it's like you just want to see blood. I mean, you know? I think I, don't know. I think the best like uh, like event would be like a combination of a lot of those. Yeah, true. True. It is that, nice to have the mix up. Yeah, that's kind of what this was. There was multiple decisions, multiple knockouts in this this card. It makes it and, interesting. Uh, it's not just knockout after knockout. Like, and go home twenty minutes later. Like, what did I just? What did I, I thought there was an event going on? You know. Yeah, yeah. The next match was a little more interesting. I've got to say, uh, Cyborg versus Tanya Ebinger, who uh, this is her first fight in the UFC, coming out of Invicta Championship, and um, didn't end well for her. Like I thought, I thought it was a very uneven pairing, but not a lot of people are stepping up to fight Cyborg either. Oh no! The uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just out of um, fear of like her being too good. Yeah. Oh well, I, I'd imagine. Plus, um, there's a lot of like bullshit about people accusing Cyborg of doing like steroids and shit, even though she only violated dirty for one thing uh, back in 2011. And it was nothing major either. I don't remember exactly what drug it was, but it was it was nothing major. Okay. You know, fighters get flagged all the time. But uh, the reason she was actually up fighting for the title is because Jermaine uh, Duranime refused to fight her and vacated the featherweight title. Huh. Like she had to vacate. They like ripped it from her. Wow. Stripped her of the title because they were like, "You're gonna fight Cyborg or no?" <laughs> Damn. So they vacated that, and then they put it up for uh, this fight right here, Cyborg versus Tanya, Tonya, um, and it, it was pretty quick, man. Championship rounds, there's five rounds, and uh, this made it to the third round, uh, minute and 56 seconds in. 
<laughs> and Cyborg was beating her the whole time until here. Like, it was just... Like, I actually sent you a clip of it, actually, and yep. it was just, like, <laughs> you a said constant, she like, like, smasher. She'd back up a little bit. You said she looked like someone's mom fighting Cyborg. It literally did, man. A really <laughs> messy ponytail. A little bit of chub coming over, like, these, like, yoga shorts. Like, she had a little too much wine and got herself in over the... Yeah, this oh, bitch just did a Zumba class and then went to the Outback at the bar to meet her girlfriends and then and saw talked her into it. Cyborg across the bar and was like, I could take her. <laughs> it's like a good thing the uh, ring is right across the, the fucking street. Let's do this. <laughs> fucking. She actually was Invicta's uh, Bantamweight champion and she vacated that title to come here too, which wow. is kind of weird. It's like, you gave up that to come get your ass stomped. <laughs> that's That sucks. It's not <laughs> a good mainstream. wager. Back to the minivan. Nah, that's not a good career move. The next fight was kind of um, a little slow, you know, and uh, th- th- but there wasn't actually a reason behind it. First off, it was Tyron Woodley versus uh, Damian Maya, and uh, it was a really... It was an anticipated fight for the welterweight title, and uh, it was very—it was kind of slow, you know. Um, it was basically Maya trying to make attempts on Woodley, and he just couldn't bring the guy down. Block, block, block. You know, w- Woodley is just like a freak athlete almost. He's—he's he's a solid, muscular dude, and he's quick at the same time, which is a rare thing. He's a little bit shorter, and, right? Uh, no, he, no, he's, he's pretty taller. Big. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I forget what he stands at exactly. Uh, oh, actually, no, you're right. He's 5'9". I thought he he always looks bigger, but I guess that's his stature. You know? Probably stands tall. Yeah, he just like has that presence, I guess. Um, but yeah, it ended up uh, being he had a shoulder injury that started right before this event. And uh, he basically had to play it safe the whole time. And he actually got into a beef with Dana White, the owner of UFC. Um, well, not owner anymore. He sold it, but he's the president still. Yep. And uh, Dana basically said that he should have, he definitely could have finished the fight in the first round, let alone the second. And um, that Dana Woodley was pretty or pissed Woodley off. Could have, or Woodley's opponent. Woodley could have. Oh, he okay. was like, without a doubt, Woodley could have like just taken advantage of the situation, you know, from different counterpoints and whatnot. And uh, Woodley got comp- pissed off. Isn't that kind of a compliment in a way? No, no, not the way. Maybe I'm saying it too delightful. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, he, he went on to say, "It sounds like he well, was saying he missed off, his chances." See, this is where I'm getting it all mixed up too. First off, let's say that Woodley won this um, by decision after the fifth round and uh, got booed oh, on his shit. on his way out and everything. Like Dana start. Dana goes on to say that uh, basically the fans don't want to see him fight and basically hints along the lines that we're not going to really see Tyron too much. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah that, so that would we, make me pissed. Yeah, we can go on, because um, I think Tyron was eventually, he was going to get a second division championship shot. Um, I think that was the idea behind, like, what was going to happen. Okay. But, not anymore. <laughs> he's, uh... He's not a fan favorite. He's definitely pissed off. Yeah, Woodley went on to threaten <clears throat> that he was going to release some, uh information about Dana White. I don't know. It was kind of some like bogus like <laughs> tweeting sh- you know ta- shit talking, you know. Who okay. knows? Yeah. But uh, apparently it's cleared up from what I heard through the grapevine. Paid him off. <laughs> it was just funny to see. Like, Dana, you don't want to fuck with me. I'm going to expose you. <laughs> expose him for what? 
God knows, Dana White's a fucking player. <laughs> Dude is rolling in it. He's a he's a pimp ass motherfucker, man, for real. But the event, the main event, is obviously the whole reason this event even happened. John Jones versus DC, man. Daniel, this was Cormier. fucking amazing. He's. Uh, I've been waiting for it. Which I found out, Daniel Cormier, Cormier or Cormier, Cormier, DC is from uh, uh, the area right around where I'm at. Uh, he's, I guess, from the Gilroy, California. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Yes, he is. That's funny. Gilroy, where the whole town smells like garlic. Ah, yeah. yeah he looks like Carlton, though. I'll never get past that. I've said that before, but I just Alfonso can't Rivera? get past it. No. God, from Fresh Prince. Yeah, Alfonso Rivera. It's the name oh. of the guy who Oh, yeah, plays that's Carlton. his name. I forget that's his name. <laughs> He'll always that's too be nice Carlton. of a name for that guy. That poor bastard. Carlton ruined his career. No, no way. He's doing <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos now. No, is he really? Yes, sir. Wow, I'm behind on the times. I've got to check it out. We're going from <laughs> Bob Saget to Carlton. Hey, Jesus Christ. I guess whatever works. Well, Carlton didn't last too long. Um, <laughs> the third round, he got to it. He beat it to the middle, middle of the fight. I've got to say, I, I'm talking all this shit. DC showed perfect form he actually i thought it was going to come down to uh him winning from decision almost because it was like his form was solid and it looked like jones was a little sloppy in the beginning jones had the uh, reach on him jones always has a reach he's a tall lengthy motherfucker yes you can't fuck you can't fuck with jones man he's he's my dude dc's a little bit shorter stockier kind of yeah, Jones is uh, six foot four. I'm trying to see what Cormier is. Cormier is five foot ten. So yeah, you got a decent reach disadvantage yeah. there. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a nice fight all the way through. I thought it was going to be just like the Woodley fight and go all the way and uh, be an even match out almost. But uh, man, in the third round, it was like Cormier got a little sloppy. And then Jones just nails this fucking mega high kick and just connects shin to fucking temple. Ooh. Fucks up Cormier. And uh, he stumbles backwards. And Jones does this little leg sweep, which was fucking real nice. And uh, Cormier tries to counter that and do like some kind of twirl. Like he does like a little fucking tornado spinning around trying to like catch his ground. It falls on the ground. And that's when Jones just gets on top of a man, and he hits him with like a single hammer fist, and then an uppercut under the guard, and then just starts fucking straight, giving him these hard lefts. And uh, man, I mean, Big jo- Big John, fucking, he was a little slow to get in there. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, he was the one that was favored in the beginning of all uh, the entire fight, so I'm not surprised. Well, yeah, it John Jones. John Jones never lost the championship to begin with. He uh, lost it from getting flagged from uh, USADA, the U.S. Uh, anti-doping agency, because they've gotten really crazy in the last few years. That's the only reason he lost the title to begin with. He hasn't really been defeated. And right. he actually vacated the title twice. He got in some like, hit-and-run shit in 2014, oh, which wow. was kind of sketchy. Yeah, they overlooked that real easily, too. Huh. So it was really like uh, that's kind of the shit he was talking to was like that saying that DC had like a fake title he never won it from him and that he was just coming to like prove and he, he did man it, I felt I felt sorry for DC coming out of this man because like I said Big John was a little slow on the intake of like calling it 
So DC literally received like I'd say like anywhere from like five to eight decent fucking hard shots to the temple being knocked out. So like unnecessary from, shots? From Jones, yeah, like hard shots. And I mean when they brought him to, like he immediately tried to exit the fucking octagon and uh Dana White wouldn't let him leave. Oh wow. And then he's like trying to like act I don't know, it looked like he was almost trying to like fight Jones again. Huh. And like there was, you know, there's a ton of people and, you know, once the press come into the ring after the fight. So there's a ton of people like stopping him, stopping him, stopping him. And uh, he goes over and then like does like, they're getting ready to do the hand raising, you know, like the typical hand raising after the fight. Yep. Showing the winner. And he like, he's holding, John's hold Big John's holding his arm and he just yanks his arm away, walks away. Like he's just like so out of it, man. And uh, Rogan actually did an interview with him. And it was even weirder, man. He was just clearly... He was crying. He was so out of it. It's just so unlike seeing DC. You know? You, off mic uh, before the show, you had mentioned, like, that's why Joe Rogan said that he doesn't really like interviewing the losers, right? Yeah, he's mentioned that on and on. I've heard him say that. And I think this is going to be, like, the final straw that tips it over because it was really like sad to see DC on air like this you know he was crying just saying he doesn't know what happened he doesn't he, like he literally had no clue how it ended like how he like lost the title like he was just like so upset it was sad to see the guy like this you know it's like you're putting him on on you know stage in his worst form right it doesn't look good no, no, no. He has no clue what's going Especially on. Especially after having some head trauma, possibly. Yeah, oh, I'm not, Dude, like I'm saying, those extra shots definitely fucked him up. Be like, Matt, punch me in the head like 50 times, and then let's do an episode. Yeah, yeah, no episode to be made. It's not going to be our best episode, that's for sure. Ugh. So, yeah, I, I mean, good for, good for Jones, maybe, uh... Maybe our well, rep yeah, needs Jones to is back on the game, man. It's cool to see because I'm a, I'm a big Jones fan. You know, like I, I went into this fight hating Cormier, but Cormier, but like coming out of it, man, I just, I can't help but feel empathy for the guy. Right, like, I just can't help it, man. Poor bastard. I will say Jones went on to like immediately call out. He showed nothing but respect to DC too, which was unexpected. I've got to say, that was one of the big highlights. Like, Jones is, like, a true competitor well, in sportsmanship. Um, but he went to call out, after he showed good sportsmanship, he called out Brock Lesnar. <laughs> oh, shit. Right yeah, after. Yeah, which... John Jones is a light heavyweight, and Brock Lesnar is a fucking monster. monster? monster yeah, John weight? Jones fights probably at, like, 205. Brock Lesnar is, like, 265. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but um, so he called him out, and that started a whole bunch of hype right now. Like, everybody's on it. You know, the Vegas odds are already in. Jones is actually, like, slated to be the, the winner. Like, he's got higher odds. Oh, wow. That's surprising. Yeah, the, yeah very surprising, but he's, he's technical, you know? Like, he's a monster, man. But, yeah, I mean, it also it, it coincides because uh, Brock Lesnar is, like, rumored to be empty... Uh, Entering the uh, doping pool very soon for the uh, U.S. ADA, which uh, he's got approved six months of being clean after his like fight with Mark Hunt, 
because he uh, got flagged. That got turned into a no contest, but he did win. But he showed up for some type of uh, drug. Oh, okay. That's that's no good. No good, man. He's a monster. I mean, obviously he didn't get there the natural way. <laughs> but uh, he's got to show six months of being clean. And then uh, we're looking at sometime next summer, possibly, if we're going to see this super fight. Okay, I mean, that's uh, it's a little ways off. You got like a year. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely it's going to be a while. But, I mean, I, I would love to fucking see that, man. Brock Lesnar's my dude. He's definitely going to get his ass whooped, I'm saying. Fucking Jones would just outstrike him all day. And I, I'd assume his, like, takedown defense would be enough to take... Like, because that's what Brock does. Is he just fucking smothers you like a bear and smashes your face. <laughs> You're right. Just lay on top so, of you. You can't move. I just imagine Jones would be too quick for that. Yeah, he could probably dip and dodge out of his grasp there. That'll be exciting to see. Well, another fight that's going to be exciting to see coming up is uh, officially marked for UFC 217 at MSG in November. And uh, Michael Bisman will be fighting GSP for the middleweight title. And GSP is coming out of, uh, what is it, I think three, three years, maybe four years. I think the last time he fought was in the end of 2013. So he's coming off quite a bit of a hiatus, but he did retire after doing like, a, fuck, what was it? Uh, I think a five-year stance as the middleweight champion. Okay. And it wouldn't be Green Corner unless we talked about the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight a little bit. God damn, I'm fucking hyped. It's coming up soon, people. The end of this month, August 26th. It will be hosted at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It's been crazy, man. They've been on a crazy tour, doing a little uh, conference set up. You know, they're going all over fucking the world. They were in London recently. And a fan actually decided that he was going to sneak in with Conor McGregor to one of these conferences. Oh, shit. It's hilarious. He actually documents the whole thing in video. And basically, he just... He forged a couple different passes, being security and press, and uh, got in there. He literally walked out five feet from Conor McGregor. <laughs> it's like those kids who snuck into the uh, Super Bowl by carrying the ladder. Yeah, man. The kid's name is Zach Alsop, and uh, you can check it out on YouTube. He's, he's a pretty famous YouTuber and an obvious sports fan. And yeah, he documented this whole journey, and uh, you, it's fucking amazing to me. I thought it was hilarious that somebody could just, like, waltz right in there like that. Oh, definitely. That's pretty funny. And then also, on this on this whole, like, conference tour, I know me and you have talked about this. McGregor has uh, debuted that awesome-ass suit. Oh, his, uh, his pinstripe fuck you suit? Yeah, man. Isn't that the dopest fucking thing? I fucking love it. I saw that that press conference airing on so many like national channels like NBC Sports and stuff like that, and I don't think they realized that it said "fuck you" all over the suit. Um, yeah, I'd imagine <laughs> they probably. Just I'd imagine like looking at that. Yeah, you just like hmm. didn't even notice. Nice pinstripe. I wonder what that what that design is. I'm not really. You, know, you would never imagine it to be like. Fuck you. That's pretty funny. Well, you too might be able to get one of those suits, man. Just so you know, because I guess soon enough uh, they're actually going to be producing the mainstream line, and McGregor's going to have his own line of fine tailored suits. 
They're all designed partially by David August Hell. And uh, he was eager to actually work with McGregor with his attitude. He liked the exact design. And the fuck you design is actually all up to up to him. David designed this. It wasn't even McGregor. Oh, really? Okay, that, that yeah. totally struck me as a McGregor move. Yeah, no, no. McGregor just uh, got in touch with this guy because this is the guy that does Dana White suits. Oh, okay. Yeah. And apparently he designed all of these suits that McGregor's wearing on this tour and also will be wearing up until the main fight in August, the end of August. Nice. So we'll be seeing more of these, uh, these style. He said, uh, be on the lookout. We will be announcing more info when you can get your own fuck you suit soon enough. I wonder how much they're going to go for. Fucking shit ton of money. <laughs> shit ton of money. I bet you it would cost probably a couple grand at minimum, maybe like three, four grand. Give me all them suits right there. All them suits right there. I'll take all them belts over there. That's a perfect note to end this. Hopefully you get your own fucky suit. And now we're moving on to what we like to call the Wheel of Weird. Fucking weirdo, man. Fucking weirdo, man. Fucking weirdo, man. Fucking, 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 fucking. Yeah, you're a weirdo. You don't even know. Hell yeah. Let's lay this out. Let's see what the wheel brings us this week. Now the way the Wheel of Weird works is we go and dive into the Wiki Unusual page and find a person, a place, and a thing. And whatever our spinner lands on, that's what we talk about. The wheel is currently spinning. What, uh, what do we got for person, place, and thing this week? Well, for a person, we have Roy Sullivan. Man, we know nothing about yet. A place we have magic roundabout. And then, for the thing, we have the Fremont Troll. Alright, I'm excited. We've had two places for our last one. It seems to be it's skewed. It's the Fremont Troll. Landed on our Fremont first Troll. Alright, we got the Fremont Troll. Really? We did that in order, didn't we? Person, place, and thing. No, no, I think we had two places first. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep. Because we had uh, these, we had Spiral Island and um, that that micro nation, yeah, Melosia, Melosia micro nation. So we have the Fremont Troll, which is a public sculpture in the Fremont neighborhood of Seattle, Washington, and like any troll, it lives under a bridge. It's a Uh. it's a large sculpture uh, designed by artist Steve. Badaness, Will Martin, Donna Walter, and Ross Whitehead put up in 1990, and it's like 18 feet tall. You know, I've seen this in some type of article, actually. Yeah. It's a common place for people to stop by and take photos with. <laughs> it's, I, I think it's on, well, yeah, they have Troll is a mixed media colossal statue located on North 36th Street at Troll Avenue. So they ah, put it on Troll Avenue, control. and it's clutching an actual Volkswagen Beetle, which is pretty cool, and it has a California that license plate. Cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> we like trolls on American Psycho Podcast, be it uh, the Norwegian trolls or interesting, funny trolling that happens. Troll Hunter movie, especially. Yeah, Troll Hunter movie. Not uh, mean-spirited trolling, only funny trolling. You gotta pay the troll toll if you want to get into that boy's hole. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. We like trolling 
in general, I would say. But yeah, no mean-spirited. Let's keep it fun, people. Giant 18-foot trolls. It was pretty cool. And troll dicks. Like that that one monument out in Norway or wherever it was. Yeah. We need to do an update on that soon because I'm curious to see if they've either found the culprit or maybe resurrected the troll dick. (laughs) It was a local hiking spot that had been vandalized out there in Norway. But yeah, this is uh, the Fremont Troll. Pretty interesting if you're in the city of Seattle. Maybe send us a picture of Fremont Troll. While we're on the uh, topic of trolling, let's troll the shit out of the audience and plug the shit out of this show. Oh, yeah. Because I think we're at the end. All right, people. If you haven't already, or if you you need a little bit of entertainment, check out the Facebook and the Instagram. Search American Slacker Podcast if you haven't followed us already, which you should have. You, re- you really should have. And you will find all kinds of interesting things like... The cannabis news article of the week, the funny video of the week, and any random bullshit we want to spread out there that's probably going to make you laugh. Then, step by the main hub, americanslackerpodcast.com. And if that's not enough for you, send us an email, americanslackerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get at us on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. That's Amher Slacker Podcast on Twitter and Reddit. Also, head on over to iTunes and rate and review the show. Five stars or nothing. That's what we want. And we also want you... Yeah, actually, hold on. Pause. Let's talk about some dickhead gave us a four-star review. I'm I'm just going to say we appreciate it more than a two, but Why? I, I'm want an explanation. say benefit of the doubt they met, they missed it with their finger. They meant to do five. No, I want more explanation. So back to the, the plug into the email. AmericanSlackerPodcast at gmail.com. Please tell us anonymously. Make a fake email. Tell us why you gave us a four star. We want to improve. How can we earn that last star from you? That's what we want to know. Yeah, redacted. So That's five stars are nothing on up. the iTunes reviews. Head, head over there. Also, tell a friend to head over there. If your friend does not uh, work the iTunes uh, podcast app, then send them over to our YouTube where we always post our latest episodes, including this one and all of our bonus episodes with interviews with directors, musicians, all that fun stuff. If you want to hear more from the artists that we cover on the show, all you got to do is check out our Spotify playlist. Search American Slacker Podcast and you'll hear a variety of different artists that will rock you out. You can also become a Patreon sponsor of the show, which we would greatly appreciate. You'll get a shout out at the top of the show and you also get an invite to play Xbox with us on the fourth Saturday of each month. Hell yeah. We need more people to play with. Hit us up. And don't forget to stalk us on our personal social medias. You can check out my Instagram at Media. And if you want to linger on my Snapchat or my gamertag, it's G from HP. And you can get at me on all the social media at Landers the Plane. All right, people. Until next time, that's it. There you go.